Exactly. Here's your tips. Free tips. Tips, tips. Five tips. Maybe we could get a little tip jingle. Do, do, yeah. do. Here's yeah. your tip. Maybe we could do like videos that give people advice, but are like fast motion, like those cooking videos. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dealing with corporate intrigue. <laughs> Just have people scurrying around that's real right. fast. Just cut to a guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> Paul. Yes, Rich. We're in software. We're inside of software right now. In fact, many people do think the world is a simulation run inside of a giant computer. That shit makes me anxious when people say that. Well, it's, it's it, you know, the thing is very hard to disprove. What I'm about to say, ask you, I'm going to pose it as a question. Okay. It goes beyond software. Okay. Why do people... Fall in love. Well, I have an Not answer. want oh, to see other people do well. <clears throat> Boy, that's right. this is a real one. My son and daughter are seven and they love each other, but some days they don't want to see each other do well. Beautiful twins. Beautiful twins. Uh, some days my daughter gets very jealous that my son is reading really quickly. You complimented her drawing a oh, lot and, and Abe, your son, is just sitting there watching. He's a little more distracted. He doesn't get jealous in the same way. She worries about someone else getting something. And he's just kind of in his own world. But every now and then he gets really jealous. And, you know, she's a very well-behaved kid and he is a ball of energy. And so yeah. I, he's very aware of that. So there's that, right? There's the kind of like sibling rivalry. Am I okay? Am I getting what I need? Totally normal. Right. It's now, every sibling, right? I think it really is. Now, there's also the kind of bad corporate jealousy. Yeah, let's dial it back a bit, okay? This makes it sound like people are mean and evil, and they're not. It is fairly safe to say if you put a collection of people inside of a sandbox that is a corporation or that is a government or that is a nonprofit, then people, while there is structure that's usually introduced, mm -hmm. there is a hierarchy that is introduced where essentially power dynamics play out. There is a lot of room still to run around. You are not told that you may only speak to your manager if you have an opinion. People talk to each other, right? Mm -hmm. People want to communicate and show what they know and actually have motivations. But more than anything else, many, many people have ambition. That's right. And there's a thing that happens, right? Which is that you get a lot of people together, right? Uh -huh. I mean, just let's say a room. Mm -hmm. And... You say, we're going to do something. And immediately they look around and they go, well, you know what? You know who should do this? Me. Because everyone around me is just going to screw it up. There's a lot of that. I had that thought when I was like 23. You know, I had that thought when I, you know, you just, you go and you're like, what? these people don't know what they're doing. Right. And you, you perceive the vacuum and you're pretty sure that unless you fill it, that everything's going to fall apart. So there's that. It's, it can be very well intentioned. Exactly. It's not evil. It's, it's a kind of organic yeah. narcissism where you're yeah. like, ah, oh, well, my God, I can't let these idiots do it. Right. And what I love about being a boss is that sometimes it's so clear that I'm the idiot. I mean, you That's, don't even have to be a boss to, find, yeah, I know. <laughs> to make right. that determination. It also happens in my marriage and with my children. <laughs> um, and when I walk down the street and when just about anybody talks to me. No, but there is that, right? Like, People definitely look at you and go like, oh, come on. 
Come on. I, I mean, and it's not because, oh, I've rendered judgment that you are stupid. It's that you have now I- implicit in being the person that's decided they're going to get the thing done or they're going to initiate or they're going to drive a project is that you have power mm-hmm. and that you have more like power because the organization has decided to support your mission. Can I tell you my secret theory of PowerPoint? Okay. PowerPoint exists and thrives not because it's a good way to communicate information. In fact, we all kind of know it's not the best way to communicate information. Yep. It exists and thrives because it creates a demilitarized zone where the total, it's offensive that one person gets up and tells everyone else what to do. Okay. And it creates this neutral thing. It's offensive, you're saying. It's offensive. That, it's like, insulting, it's right? It's insulting. What am I? I'm a person. Why would someone be able to get up why, in front of the room? Why point? are you up there with a clicker? That's right. And that poor person can point to this kind of demilitarized zone, this document. And we're all looking at that. So it gets It's away, not the person. It gets away from the primate dynamics, yeah. right? And so actually work, a lot of work and a lot of things that you do are about creating these little spaces where the power dynamics can be asserted, but it, there's a little room to talk and wiggle around. Because right. if I came in today, first of all, I don't think people listening to this podcast know how rarely you and I issue anything that sounds like a direct order in this organization. That's very true. And I, I really thought when we started this company that there'd be more of that, that I'd be able to turn to somebody and say, hey, I need that on my desk by Wednesday. Yeah, But for the most part, you cannot have smart people who are delegated and can act independently and then just also say, I want that on my desk by Wednesday. That's not how it works because it doesn't scale. Because then what they do is they wait and they say, do I need to do that or not? He didn't say Wednesday. I guess I'm fine. Let's, let's draw a line. We have gone into projects, pretty large scale ones. And the existing team, oftentimes we're not coming into a void where there's no engineering and no design and no product. We're coming in to essentially a status quo that exists. There are two kinds of projects. There are, we're going to build something from scratch and we don't have the people to do it. Therefore, we're going to work with your agency. And then we have, we have the people, but for whatever reason. We tripped up. Or they could be too busy. Yes. Yeah, true. Either. Or, Or either. And we need you to supplement us. Frankly, mm-hmm. the difference between they're too busy and they tripped up is minimal for us. Nobody wants to see the agency on the first day. They react the same way. Yeah, it's just like, guys, why are you here? You're a pain in my ass. They want it to be known that this was a terrible mistake to bring us in. That's real. Well, is this that different than Department A wanting to see Department B fail? But one of the reasons they want us to fail is they're worried we'll take their jobs. That's part of it. And but we we're also times we're going in for the next generation thing. It's like, why would you hire them? I could have given you the next generation. So thing. now start. Oh, no. It's even worse, right? You, we took the cool work away from them. We He's, took the cool work away from let's them. Let's focus on the we, dynamics. Everybody understands the di- this situation. Everybody knows this situation. So what can you do? First, you have to diagnose. Here's the behaviors. Can I get that database information dumped into a file for me? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that for you. So you talking about before we get in the in the room. You We're get, not even yet. when you get in the room, getting access to the assets, the information. Oh, oh, oh the blocking. Logs, this is the blocking. They're blocking. It's, it's all very subtle, right? It's not. Yeah. No one can say, "I don't want you here. You're going to fail. I want no. you to fail." No, no, okay? no. Yeah. But what they can do is not give you the login information, which is not, shit. Not get you access to GitHub. Not let you see the source code. And then you can do a thing on the other side, which is start looking at things and looking at the artifacts that are available and asking questions. It's, a, it's incredibly subtle and it can be 
very tricky and sometimes demoralizing. I, I, we've had a situation where there was a key piece of architecture. This thing was getting pieced together and coded and tested and it was pushed in and three days later, it was thrown out of GitHub, literally mm -hmm. taken out. And they're like, what are you doing? You can't just put code in. Yeah, that's right. And it was just terrifying, I think, you know, for various reasons. And so these dynamics are pretty normal. They're actually, and this sounds vendor client, but it's really not vendor client. It's pretty normal. Oh, it, it can be new team. It can be, but it is sort of team to team. Newcomer might have to prove themselves, but eventually they'll get absorbed. It's it is. When, it's truly tribal, isn't it's, it? It's very tribal. It's very sort of like their little community is being challenged and your little yes. community seems to be on the up. And also, you know, it's weird with agencies because agencies are mercenary. We are, you hire us, you give us money. And we're not aligned with every value and every historical aspect of the firm. We're coming in to solve a specific problem, and we've made a strong case that we can do it really well. That's part of part of the reason people come to an agency is um, they uh, we don't carry the political baggage that often is in play. We well, just don't care. Well, we we don't care. They come to us. It's one of the reasons people hire us. We're good, and we don't care. And so we they come to us, and they say, we care about the software. But we don't care that Mike has been running the Windows registry server for 22 years. The goal is to just, you know, they're giving us money to do a thing. It's supposed to be additive. Just let us be additive. Yep. But that can be really hard. That can be really hard. And so how do you overcome that? One a uh, key piece of advice. By the way, we're going to give a few tips here yeah. on how to counter this. That's why people listen to Yeah, We don't want to hear us bitch for two hours. <laughs> I know. Right? They, they're coming for tips. So who's your advocate? Somebody hired us. Yes. Somebody decided that we were the right move. And that person didn't just hire us, by the way. They stuck their necks out and our failure and success is their failure and success. Well, and they went and got budget. And they, and they know, went and got budget. They know about the challenges we're just about to face here. Exactly. So... You could argue that it wasn't a great move to go right to the floor. It could have been a better move to start with your advocate and say, here are the eight things I'm going to need. Go knock these down. You know, it's I need them. It's real, though. They'll do it. They get it. They'll send the email. It'll come from the CEO. They'll go talk to everybody. Then you'll go in there and they'll say, no problem. Mike's going to get you that database. Mike won't get you the database. Ultimately, all that indirect pressure finally does yeah. Does turn it, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, that's the thing. There's no, you think that a human being is the key that's going to unlock this across the organization. Yeah. You're still going to have to go do the legwork and get the stuff. You do, You are. All right. So what else is going to come at us? All right. So there is the, you've, you've got these review meetings, right? And there's a couple of people in the room that just keep moving it around. <sighs> like you can't just. You can't just build that. Hey, we want like, to show you where we're case at. Here that yeah, we're going to bring the wireframes in on Tuesday. Yes. Okay, and and we got to build in six months. And now I show it to here. Here's danger stakeholders. Sign. Danger sign one is that there's more than two people in the room from the other side. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. they'll be. I swear to God, there'll be thirty-five people. I've had like fifteen. Yeah. And it's something. Yeah, I mean, when they have to line, when there's no table anymore, but they have to line everybody up in rows. Yep, and it's right. tr it's tricky. If you're not building time and materials, you're watching the whole thing fall apart. Yep, very dangerous. That's right. Because right? they're going to pelt you with all kinds of things and all kinds of edge cases and all kinds of... Oh, and they're going to take out, and this happens a lot, they're going to take out all the problems in the organization on the new exciting punching bag that showed up. 
Oh, for sure. Because it's like, I don't, you know, I've never been able to even get access to GitHub. Honestly, it's therapeutic for a lot of people. That's right. They haven't had the chance to complain for years. Oh, that's and it. finally, it's time, right? Yeah, this is impossible. Yeah. Technology doesn't work. That's exactly. really what they want to tell you. Exactly. Everything that you said is going to fix it will never fix it because we're so broken. That's right. That's right. Rich, let's interrupt this ad to put another ad in the middle. Inside, insert the ad in the ad. Paul, we're a, a digital product studio based here in New York City. We like to go into big companies, build new things, solve big problems, ship big software. We're an amazing team of designers, engineers, and product leads. And where are we at? What's our address, Paul? You haven't done that in a while. You know, increasingly, it doesn't matter as much where we are. When we I moved know. into 101 Fifth Avenue. Yeah, it was really. It I was, loved it because it, it, it was a brand. We're like Bergdorf. Yeah, it was a yeah. brand. It was just like 101 Fifth Avenue. What a great yeah, we address. We don't say it as much. No, I don't because Postlight's just Postlight. And we are here in New York City, which is the greatest city in the world. And so. there's there's no denying that. New York City is what makes us, and we like to make New York City too. It's pretty good. We have a lot of events and meetups and things like that. So you should check us out. And if you want to come by and visit, that's a good way. Check out the firm. Or reach out. Hello at postlight.com. Exactly. So another key tool to arm yourself with is the sort of one paragraph mandate. If you don't have that thing oh, that yeah. is this sort of static representation of what you're about to do that you can keep calling back on and keep going back to and really tie it to some goal, some tangible six-month deliverable or whatever it may be, you will get yanked and pulled in 28 directions and it will it will just dilute it down and all the momentum will get, will get affected. Can I give you my somewhat cynical thesis of leadership? Uh-oh. As you emerge as an executive or leader, you become better and better at saying the exact same thing over and over. Oh, 100%. And, and you get very conservative into what new information or ideas you allow yes. in because it's just danger. It's danger. Right? Because someone will be like, hey, what about Purple Spawn 4000? Yeah. We should get five of those and put them in the control room. And you're like, what? You just, I'm going to have to hire people. Right. Don't do that to me. Yeah. And you're right. It can feel robotic too after a while, that same phrase after a while. But that mandate, that sentence is really going to be one of your most important defense mechanisms against all of that yanking and pulling and compromising and adding on. And can, can you sneak this one thing in for me, please? I can't work without this one thing. Mm -mm. And new you're going to have to defend new against feature, that. New feature, pet technology, or, you know, Carl really needs to be involved in this part of the project. He's, That's right. He's our guy. All right. So you navigate through this. Yep. Let's give people an example of the mission. I think this is key, right? Like, what's a, what's a good mission here? Let's say I'm trying to create an e-commerce site to sell raisin bagels. Yeah, um, let's make the mission. We have to now accept PayPal and the site's getting redesigned and we need a better way to manage inventory of what's available. I think that's right. There's like think, a couple of requirements. And I think you lead with, our competitors are really outshining us and they're moving very quickly. Their email marketing is kicking our asses. Right. So it's a, it's, a, it's a real revamp. Comma, right? so we need to. Right? So we need to. It's time. And the, what you do is when people are throwing up those walls and saying, I don't know, and you know, I can't get you the data, you kind of robotically repeat that mission statement. Again and again. And the time frame is actually your ally because you're yeah. saying, great ideas, really, but we're shipping. 
in, know, in March and nineteen, we're shipping one way or the right. other. We're gonna figure. We're gonna work back from what we can ship on March nineteen. That is your ally. It sounds like a, a source of pressure, but it's actually your ally. Well, the tricky thing is, is if you truly use the technology well, you can get a lot done in a short amount of time, unless you inherit the complexity of the organization. At which point, three months becomes twelve months, and that's the delta. It's not like three months becomes four months. Yes. Three months becomes 12. So you kind of, you don't have a chance unless you say, I'm going to ship quickly and then we'll figure it out. Yes. And you're touching on what I think is the most important piece of advice I would give anyone that is driving an effort like this, that's kind of disruptive and the like, um, is do not disappear. Yeah. Do not hold up and say, we'll see you in five months with the thing. Nope. If you do that, no news is awful news. Even if you give updates Doesn't on matter. progress, that's no. not enough. Release things that are going to get people excited along the way, because what that is, it it actually get there's a, there's a currency exchange from that great design that you finally shared to political capital. That's right. It actually translates into... Um, additional uh, it becomes more defensible and it's harder to bang away at it and and raise uncertainties around it it is absolutely key if you think you can disappear and just talk to people as they complain to you about where the thing is and what's going on you're in for a bad bad story uh you have to start to deliver value and that could be designs that could be an early cut of whatever producing that one of the things we do at postlight we ship fast and we ship a lot well this is this is key right something working inside of a browser or a prototype app or whatever creates an unbelievable amount of gravity like people just cannot suddenly all the arguments go away you know there's the the mike tyson quote which is everybody has a plan until they get punched in a face in the face that's a great quote everybody has a reason why not until the software ships and then suddenly they go oh okay right and, and that's that's about the only way, especially if you're, if you're, we're, we've gotten into organizations where they're in a hole. Yeah. They've actually lost a lot of goodwill. And it's like, okay, we, we can't hide for another nine months. That's yeah. not possible. What are we going to be able to do in the near term to start to get people more comfortable? And God bless. This is normal. Nor you walk up the chain with the bad news and people are like, well, at least I know. Everybody it's knows so funny, isn't software it? projects go bad. Yeah. And everybody exactly. knows that like, some of the software projects around them are having a lot of trouble. And the more you try to hide it, the more freaked out they get. If yeah. you go up and you're like, there are three or four things that have bit us terribly on the ass. And we brought in Postlight and we're going to get this fixed up. And here's this guy. And then they introduce you or they introduce me and they introduce a, you know someone from product. And then we go, here's what we're going to do. Everybody calms right down. And then the next thing you have to do is actually meet that first promise. If you don't meet the first promise, the entire thing catches fire and it's terrible. I think that's exactly right. When you lay out that roadmap, make sure you you come out of the hole and show everything. And that doesn't and do mean, it often. That doesn't mean burn the world down to get it done. It means actually make a reasonable first promise. Nobody wants to hear I'll get everything you ever wanted in two weeks. They want to hear I will get one good pixel on the screen and it will be green and you will it will be real and you'll be able to touch it and a face will pop up. Yeah. And if you can do that for them in those two weeks. Then you kept your promise and then you make another promise. And then as time goes on, you're going to have situations where you go, we said this could be next th the two Thursdays from now, but the reality is 
it's just going to take another couple of weeks. We gotta, we gotta just move a few things around, and they'll go, okay, yeah, exactly. Well, you're you're an ally now. Well, you're getting they, it done. They know you're working. Yeah, I mean that's a big. It's like contractors in your house. Yeah, you know, you just if they're if they, if you know they're in there working and they you know they got the one wall up yeah. by the time they say. If they say, like, we're going to need an extra week on the bathroom, you yeah. go, yeah, I get it. It's yeah. okay. And they've done good work so far. Yeah, yeah. I think we've given some good advice. I think they, we should recap it because we were all over the map. Let's leave people with the three points. Number one, use your advocate. That's right. Talk to the people in charge and let them lead. Let them lead and let them go kind of untangle the hairy stuff. That's right. Be mindful that if you go talk to Sam, he might go talk to Susie and say, hey, big change is coming. And suddenly there's a lot of drama that your advocate has and anxiety. Let yes. them run the show. Yes. Number two. Establish your mandate. Keep it brief and use it. Memorize use it as a it. defense. Memorize it because you're going to get pelted with all kinds of asks and tweaks and needs and things we forgot to put in and edge cases. You know, when I think of edge cases, I think of cutting my finger. That's right. That's so right. Use you that know, mandate. This is the thing. You're, the difference is not between a three-month project and a four-month project. The difference is between a three-month project that's on rails and a 12 month project that tries to keep everybody happy. Exactly. And number three, ship early, ship often show value. It keep, is your most powerful political tool. Keep your first promise. Establish that first promise. Don't wait too long and keep it. That's right. And keep it reasonable. Don't, don't be a hero. Just be good. Those three tools, dude, that's, that's worth like, $720,000. It's true. In services. So Frankly, whoever's listened to this, you're about to get invoiced. Yeah. If you can get that going, you will have a successful career in software. You should also know something about software. <laughs> There's that. Okay. So Paul, we've written a, a cheat sheet. We've told people about it before. It's called Upgrade. You can find it on the website. That's right. It's not a lot of words. It's not dense. It's actually literally a cheat sheet for human beings. It's a fun thing for us to riff off because it's owning the human part of this is really important for a tech company because it'd be very easy for us to say, we deliver superior platform services to seven different industry sectors. We're an Oracle partner. Yeah, we're an Oracle partner. We're Sitecore, whatever. And those are all great things and God bless. But humans make tech. Technology is just a pile of increasingly terrible human decisions. <laughs> and God bless it. I love it. I, I can't get enough of it. But that's all you're doing. It you're is what it is. You're wading into a huge pile of culture when you do tech. And everybody likes to act like they're a scientist. Right. They might be. Right. But it's, it is culture. And so that's what we're trying to just stay connected to that in a really strong way as a firm. Not, not promise some sort of pure machine learning, super duper Bitcoin solution. But just say we're willing to wade into the big human mess with you. And we will help everybody clean it up. And, and the reality is this is, a, this is a world that's growing. Even when the world's having a hard time, tech is growing. And everybody can succeed. You can get everybody in a room and you can help them get to like a next step with this. That's the part I love. I mean, that's the most fat, satisfying bit of it, right? Because right. it's not just, oh, we, we launched the software. We just made a lot of people successful. That's right. There is a, there's success that comes with really good software that launches that tons of people can share. And that can be not NGOs and that can be e-commerce and that can be giant banks. Sure. So that's, that's the part that we like. Anyway, download, upgrade. You need us. Hello at postlight.com. And uh, we're here for you. Just let us know. Have a good week.